This episode of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by Sci-Fi Bartow. Brought to you by Main Street Bartow and of course by the host Lori and and Sean Serdinsky. And of course it's going to be Saturday, February 18th from 11am to 10pm in the beautiful downtown of Bartow, Florida. And of course you've got special guest Scott Finster is going to be headliner. Rusty Harrell, which is a Star Trek expert. Joel D. Winecoop, our good friend, and a Jedi Knight Training Academy. Also, the 501st will be there in full force. You don't want to miss that. There's going to be 100 science fiction vendors live. Also, if you want to be a vendor, don't forget to go and check them out on Facebook at Sci-Fi Bartow if you're interested in being a vendor this year. Also, there'll be music. There'll be two costume contests. And there'll be a television-themed car show, which is over two blocks, including Knight Rider, Dukes of Hazard General Lee, the Trans Am from Smokey and the Bandit, and the Pizza Delivery Truck from Toy Story. And of course, because this is Super Sci-Fi Barto, there'll be lots of superhero-themed motorcycles, and there will be a prize for the car show. Also, the Game Master Nick will be hosting television-themed game shows during the day, and there will be discussions all day and panels, including Doctor Who and secret celebrity guests showing up from 11 a.m. till 8.30. Also, at the end of the night, they'll be showing Avengers on a two-story movie wall. You don't want to miss it. And also, if you want to bring the kids, it's a great event for the family. There's kids' activities, including bounce houses and rock'em, sock'em robots. And all the downtown businesses will be opening, selling delicious food, everything from coffee to sandwiches. You don't want to miss it. Who else is going to be there, Johnny? We're going to have Maria Saber of Gothic Sushi. We're going to have Michael Carey of Michael Carey's Fine Art, as well as Josh Bauer of JB Designs and AJ Productions. Come and see your boys at Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce live at Super Sci-Fi Barto 2017. Don't miss it, and it's totally free! Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello, Antoinette. Yeah, we back in effect. Don't know you had a long day, but let us inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's Deuce on the loose. You know the tag team champion. We get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo. Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the happy hour podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hello Internets. My name is Johnny Womack. Of course I have my co-captain on this wild ride. Deuce. What's going on, man? Hey, man. Uh, and, of course, we have our amazing friend and sponsor, the Megabuck from RetroGameTreasure.com. Hey, yo. And before we get into more of the Megabuck and Retro yeah. Game Treasure, we have something else we want to talk about. We want to talk about our new sponsor, Grove Roots. Man, they're awesome. They're here in uh, downtown Winter Haven. 
They're family friendly and dog friendly. They got a ton of board games there you can play. They got Bonchi Ball. Cool. They got Life Size Connect Four and Jenga. Nice. Uh, it's just really, really cool. They're downtown at 302 Third Street Southwest here in Winter Haven. You can find them at facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing or you can go to their website, groveroots.com. And tonight, we actually tried the Rind and Shine, which was a, a citrus wheat beer. And it's the squeak. Squeeze the day with our juiciest beer. We've added heaps of local grapefruit and tangerine zest to our refreshing wheat ale for Zippy Brew that celebrates summer all year long. Uh, they have it on tap, of course, always. And you can get your growlers thrilled because that's what we did. Oh, so it's good. It's got an alcohol by volume of 5.2 and yes. IBUs of 25. And um, we, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell on myself a little bit. This is the first night ever where I've actually stopped drinking in the middle of a show because yeah. I had three of them. I'm like, I got to tap out. Yeah, like, so here, I think we like all tapped this, out. This we was the tapped. first time ever show-wise where I was like, all right, I'm going to tap out before I, have I get to myself out. in trouble. Yep. So here, because I wanted more, yeah. but yeah. I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, I have to work tomorrow. Yep, so. Well, see, and here's the thing, when, because I am here to, to preach the gospel of the growler because yep. <laughs> I love growlers because, A, Draft beer has so much more of a punch yes. than a can beer does. Yes. And when you get it fresh off the tap in the growler, which they do at Grove Roots, yes. and they even sell the growlers there, so you don't have to have a growler. You show up, you can buy a growler there, and they'll fill it up for you. Uh, and you can take it home, which is awesome. Like, say, if you're going to watch UFC or wrestling or sports or whatever, or just hanging out with your friends, it's a great way to try and sample different brews. Sure. But it's got so much more of a powerful punch to it. it does. That, like, really, like, <laughs> after the second one, like, you feel yeah, it. Yeah, like, I was, I was at, like, all that right. second one, I'm yeah. like, all right, I can feel this, yeah. you know. You know, when you're pounding natty lights like they're water, and you're All like, right. I'm on 12. Because it is like, water. Okay, what's yeah. up? Yeah, pretty <laughs> much. True. But when you get a good craft beer and these occasional handmade brews that are made right there in Winter Haven, he right. brews everything on site. It's amazing. And also, cool. they've got tons of food trucks there. Amazing food nice. trucks. I went to Steak Night the other week I told right. you about. Uh, they had an awesome uh, burger truck. Again. <laughs> oh, man. The I swear we're truck. going to Miller's Alhouse after yeah, this. Uh, yeah. The steak, or not the steak truck, the 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 burger truck they've been having on Sundays has been awesome because they got TVs so you can it. go watch you know, burgers football, and brews. eat there a burger, like have a burger. brew, watch football on Sunday. It's great. You got to go check them out and go see our buddy Joe over at Groove Roots Brewery. And don't forget to tell them that the happy, happy hour, hour Johnny and Deuce sent you. For sure. For sure. And, of course, we have Buck again. I mean, this is the Buck, the Mega Buck Retro Game Treasure Week. We're going to have yep. you, for those listening, of course, this is, we had a Tuesday episode and a Friday episode. So you get a whole week with the Retro Game Treasure family. Oh, so yeah. we're excited. Uh, we we uh, have some boxes sitting in front of us. Uh, and uh, we want to, A, talk about what Retro Game Treasure is for those who are just checking out this episode. And then we'll get into the boxes. What is Retro Game Treasure, Buck? Retro Game Treasure is a monthly subscription service where you get nothing but retro video games, classic video games. No toys, no garbage, no stuff that sits in the in the closet no and collects dust. So it's just gonna collect yeah. dust. stuff you can play and stuff that is collectible, going all the way back to the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, up through the NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, the handhelds along the way to the Game Boy, Game Boy Advance, Game Gear, all that stuff, all the way up through the Xbox, PS Two, and GameCube, so literally spanning 25 years right. of, of classic video games, and you get the real stuff in your box every month. You select the kind of games that you like, the consoles that you own or want to get games for, so you won't get games you can't you can't play, 
and uh, you're going to get the kinds of games that you want. You know, don't like strategy games, don't like sports games, then you're not going to get those games. Exactly. You select and get the kinds that you like, so you're going to get stuff that you really want. So not only do they look cool as a collector on a shelf, but they're actually something you can play, which is part of the fun of retro gaming. And you get a little piece of your childhood back, which is kind of pretty awesome. Oh, yeah. Get to play some of those games. Our wish list feature is pretty popular now, where you can actually put a list of games that you really want to see, too. Helps us to know the kind of stuff that you want to see, or just know what you used to rent a blockbuster in 1991 <laughs> yeah well that's what you told us before when you're on um uh the last segment of episodes you were telling us like you know when the ps1 released and all that you were like getting a lot of people asking about the ps1 i was like man when are you gonna put yeah. ps1 out yeah and that's cool that you, you guys listen to your fans and that you want to oh, try yeah. to you know adapt to what they want as well so sometimes it's just a logistical thing right I, we wanted to go through the discs i was worried about shipping concerns so we addressed all those and with the Atari 2600 I wanted to start with that out of the gate but it was uh, testing and, and such concerns right. which we got through all that too as well because there's some fun which there's some fun stuff on some of those old I mean like Haunted House and Adventure and some of those old ones and right. sometimes there's a little more nostalgia on the Atari than anything else but there's still some cool games and then you get games that uh, like Magic Kingdom Adventures and Magic Ooh, Kingdom on NES. NES yeah that was a cool game very different game. yeah very hard yeah. That's, yeah. that's why that's that's why the service is fun because yeah. you say that yeah but the guy next to you might be like send me that i'll punch you in the face right and so but i have you, fond memories of that game. absolutely so. you'd have it on your wish list right. you'd also say uh disney games is one right. of the kind of games that i want right. you'd also say that in some cases kids games i want yes yep. or no on the gba there's a lot of stuff that was really kid friendly and some of us might love that and some of us might hate that i even have the soundtrack like ripped cool. from youtube the uh, in the the nes because they have they, they incorporated like <laughs> like the pirates of the caribbean oh, yeah. music yeah. and made 8-bit versions yeah. of it oh, was oh, sorry I'm yeah, geeking out a little bit. Uh, you I love say that, I think tunes. of the Mickey's Mousecapade music. Yes. That gets stuck in my head. I love that. That <laughs> game was really hard, but I, I love the soundtrack for that one. But we have in front of us, Deuce, we have uh, some boxes. Oh, okay. uh, and I'm going to let you do the honors. I think what we'll do is uh, I'll have a, a box. You grab a box. Okay. And you need we'll a trusty box cutter. I think some of those are sealed. Are they? With the yeah. official Retro Game Treasure seal of no tampering. There you go. <laughs> Mr. Mailman. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to try my car key, see if that works. Oh, yeah, those always work. <laughs> They're not that hardy. Okay, yeah. let's not get crazy. So I'll let Deuce go first. So we're opening up box. Yeah, car keys are fine. This one's already. <laughs> car keys yeah. work, kids. This one I think is good. One of those. This one's yeah. okay. Yeah. All right, okay. let's see here. We've got. Oh, let's man. Start off with one of them. Yeah, this oh, is okay. really, really cool. Cool. And these are amazing boxes, by the way. They oh, yeah. And you change them. You guys are iterating on them all the we time. We added some really fun artwork to the yeah. inside of the boxes yeah. now, too. We're able to get with our printers and do some fun. That's inside. really, so really we, neat. I mean, I just I, I love our boxes. I mean, labor of love for us, obviously. But, I mean, they sure. look like the treasure chests from Link to the Past. They do. They are awesome. How can you get better than yeah. that? That shows up in You're the mail. I love this. Is, it, did you pull that first? Yeah. WWF. Oh, no, not that. WWF the arcade game. Oh, yeah. Nice. Which is an awesome, awesome game. And then, um, let me see here. There's one in here that I hope you didn't buy since you got your last Tricky boxes from night. us. It wasn't on your list, but. Oh, I was reading. Sorry, they put some, some literature in that one, which yeah. is cool. This one actually is a really cool underrated gem that I actually really loved. Cool. And it was 007 Yes, Racing, oh, I yeah. love that game. That was a fun game. game. That was fun. Really, really fun game. The soundtrack was awesome, too. Oh, yeah. And voice and acting and stuff. Really, yes. really cool. And, of course, uh, you have these awesome cases that you get. Yeah. Uh, Silent you, Scope. Silent oh, Scope. Yeah. Yeah, Dreamcast. Uh, oh, for the Dreamcast version, yeah. too. That's a good version. Yeah, you yeah, guys yeah. have some of the earlier limited edition covers in right. those. But that's why I see like, those like much we actually soon, can see So instead of getting like instead of getting just like a random jewel case, 
blank. Yeah. You get this really cool like uh, personalized cover art from yeah. Retro Game Treasure yeah. that looks really neat. Yeah. Um, and uh, so you get the game, and it's also in a um, a uh, you know, Legend of Zelda. Well, yeah. Uh, well, the cool shelf. thing is, like, the sa- space, uh, this you have a thinner jewel case, the so it's like, cases, yeah. so, like, you can put more on your shelf yeah. and stuff like that. We have different limited edition ones. a collector, ones. and especially since we're starting to run out of room in the Happy Hour <laughs> right. and do studio yep. with all yep. these retro games. I'm going to have to buy more bookshelves, yeah. but, yeah. yeah. But that's really neat. So, all right, my turn. Open them up. Are you guys hearing us live? Oh, Top Gear for the awesome NES. That's a really, really, really good game. Uh, and, uh, that that was a fun game, and that was one of those uh, really cool like it was a, in, in between a simulation and arcade racer. Right. It was one of those kind of faux, Kemco, yeah. yeah, in the middle, and that was a really fun. That's game. Part of the fun, so that yeah. means you guys have racing selected as one of your right. as one of your deals because some people again don't like don't racing, racing games, games. Yeah. and so it's a little different, just yep. like you guys with your wrestling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not everybody has that box. Uh, and of course, for the Sega do. CD, we have Sewer Shark. Nice. That wasn't so, on your list. Do you really not own a copy? Or I actually really don't have a copy. That was a cool. You told us about that one. It's like an FMV yeah. game, oh, right? Yeah, it yeah. was I really, mean, really deep. It was a launch title. It was bundled with the Sega CD a lot, but obviously the way we buy consoles a lot yeah. nowadays, we don't get the bundle titles. Oh. It was just a great little game. I, okay, so this is a game I love. Oh, uh, Blaster oh, is so much fun. But I haven't played great. this one in forever. Oh, that one's great. That one's a really, the really PS1, good one. Uh, PS1, Blaster Master Blasting again. Yeah, it's a really, really great mm-hmm. game. Uh, and uh, I have not played this since, oh, you know, how long yeah. ago this game came out. If Back in 01, it says. Yeah. So yeah. I haven't, I haven't played this game. Which was 15 yeah. years yeah. ago. I haven't played this game, so yeah. I have five memories of playing with my friends. It literally this. means there are kids that were born that year that are now in high school. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a really, really cool game. So see how diverse these games are? Like, we have yeah. a we have a selection of games we want. We have, like, our wish list. We also have the genres of games. Yeah. And, like, yeah. like this is, what would you, you consider this like a, like a, uh, like, this is like a shoot 'em up but it's like a. It's, it's like, it's like in the middle for sure. I mean, we have a we have a shoot 'em up. We also have an action adventure category, and right. we have a vehicle shooter category. Right. That's going to probably be in the vehicle shooter right. category because yep. then we try to cover things like everything from uh, Air Force Delta to import Gundam games oh, to to you know uh, you know something like that because you spend most of the time in in the uh, in the Sophia in the in the in the ship actually in his uh, tank rather for most of that game and it's like a first person perspective but you can do some cool stuff in it too that was a great game yeah it was really I fun that and that's yes in memory like I haven't thought about that game in yeah 16 years that's part of the years. fun that's yeah, really cool the, a lot of subscribers tell us here's the fun I get one game maybe that was on my wish list or it was a more rare game I get one game I've never even heard of before right. that is just you way learn about games cool. too. It's yeah. a cool way of like learning about games that you yeah. never heard of or you may have heard of but never had a chance yeah. to play. And no, you get one of our YouTubers that loves like arcade style games got an NES copy of Trog, and he's like, oh, okay. never heard of it. Don't know what it is. I knew it. I love that game. And he's like, the first time I popped it in, I was like, I'll try it. And he played for like forty five minutes. I was like, holy crap, where'd the hour go? Yep, because yeah. he was like, "Cool, you gave right. me a game that I, he likes cartoon style games. It's a cartoon right. style right. game, and it's an arcade game." And so he got hooked. All yeah. right, Deuce, you're up. All right. Well, actually, to answer your earlier question, like, mm. how did you not get Sewer Shark and to pull yeah, back the curtain a little bit? Yeah, is because you became a sponsor, and I'm like, I'm not <laughs> buying Sega CD games anymore. <laughs> I'm just gonna get them from Buck, <laughs> nice. unless, which is a cool thing. Like, yeah. if, especially yeah. if you buy a new system, and you're like, oh man, I I don't have any. But games Sewer Shark was just a blast. Nice. It's so different, so neat. I don't, I can't really think of another game where they've redone that. Johnny, 
Oh, oh yeah. yeah. That was one of my favorites. That That's game was one of my so favorites, great. too. All the... That is pretty much the only game that LJN made that were good were the wrestling games. Like, <laughs> some of the Super Nintendo, yeah, some yeah. of the Super the NES, not so much. Not yeah. so much. Right. But, but that like, one's got like Mr. Perfect, Razor oh, yeah. Ramon. Right. And That's yeah, a I really good game. Yeah. This one's awesome. NBA Jam for the Sega CD. Oh, hell yeah. Really, yeah, really good for awesome. you. That's oh, a good one. two of them in the stack. Holy cow. Oh, Jet Moto for the PlayStation. Nice. The first Jet nice. Moto. Which is an awesome yep. one. And this one, actually, Johnny, I think you're going to want. That's funny. You can tell how long ago that was packed. Yeah. Air <laughs> Combat. Oh, oh, nice! Yeah. That's a really awesome, good one of those awesome early game. Namco yep. games. From yeah, the PS One. Oh, yeah. Those are PS1 fun. PS One had great Namco yeah. games. Like, yeah, PS One had really PS1 good games. Yeah. Were marriage made when Tekken ruled the yeah. earth. It was. <laughs> it was. Yeah, that's but a really cool box. The first, first and second Tekken for PS One. Oh my gosh, so good! They were amazing. They really did like you know two two point five D fighters. They right. did it right. You know. All right, I'm next. Oh snap! Well, what do we got? What do we got here? We got where's a Sega CD game. Where's the one with? Oh. I think Let's it's see. this last one that I'm going to let Johnny Oh, maybe. Open, that would I be pretty good. Unless one. it's at the bottom of that box. Yeah. All right. And this is... That's a Sega CD game. By yeah. Psychosis. Oh, they made the shit games Did back they? in the... Oh, they were the shit. It's and, Microsm, uh, right? Krakos? Krakos? Let me see. Oh, right? uh, no. Uh, Microsm. Microcosm. Oh, Microcosm. Oh, I see. The, the, the M is yeah. in there. Yeah. There's they, an they, M in there. There is an M in there. But That's Psychosis cool. with the owl. Yeah. They made some great oh, stuff back in the day. Oh, shit. Well, nine. This game is fantastic. Yeah, that is Very a great game. underrated game. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, what is this? It's like, it's like a side scroller, like, but it's like a 2.5D yeah. kind of. And it, you had like this. Was, it wasn't psychic abilities, was no, it? No. Like, it was where like, you could grab. It was like a grappling, grappling kind hook, of thing. Yeah. And you could like. Be fighting an enemy and all of a sudden grab him and be like, bam, bam, it was, bam. It's like almost the, like a bionic commando, a little bit. Kind of sort well, of. It's oh, you like, can grab the enemies. I would yeah. almost say this is the precursor to Shadow Complex. Like this feels very okay. Shadow Complex, yeah. where you get sides. Okay. You know, you're going to different areas and stuff mm -hmm. like that. Yeah. This is a very great game and mm -hmm. uh, actually pretty underrated, uh, well reviewed, but just there wasn't a lot of them out there. People got to check out. This is a really that was a great game. It's a must play yeah. game for that PS. was a great game. It's yeah. a really mm -hmm. great game. I agree. And then oh, what is this? We've got. Raw WWF Raw on the nice. Super Nintendo. <laughs> nice. So man, we're getting all of our. Favorite I know you guys love games. your wrestling, it's so amazing. It's going to help you with your wrestling. Crazy, stoked. So. We're stoked. Right. Yeah. So that, all right, Johnny. I think this is the one where he's wow. Got a special. Yeah, I was going to say that one's. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I happen to get the last one. That, I'm pretty yeah, sure I'm pretty it is. Sure that Johnny opens that one because I know that one. Hope I didn't make a mistake, one. but I think so. I popped right. the seal on it, so you're good. You popped the seal. Yeah. Let me peek. Yeah. Yeah. Peeking real quick. Oh, that's got one. Oh, 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 okay, on the disc. Oh, that, oh, 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 oh. That is a jam-packed box, sir. That's the other copy, too. That's okay. right. There you okay. go. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> there was one on there. And <laughs> All right, here we go. Opening up. Oh, goodness. snap. Pilot Wings for the Super Nintendo. Nice. That's a fantastic game. Uh, awesome game. Really, really, uh, like... Just the different things you could do in the game, and you had like the. Uh, and it was really groundbreaking graphically it was, when it, it came was. out. Oh, yeah. I well, they used the Mode really 7. Yeah. Yeah. Fantastic game. Oh, cool. Look, uh, another. Uh, those were the first edition ones. These are the first edition ones. Those were the first edition ones with, with the, the uh, Mario, covers. Super Mario yeah, World. That's really cool. In the other box. It was Mario World and then Green Hill Zone, and then the third, the number three nice. is the Blue Spider Man. Amazing Spider Man yeah. and Kingpin for Sega CD. That's funny. That's really, really cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. All right, what else we got in here? So now I got a complete one, and I got a Lucy. Oh, so. snap. Oh, snap. What do we got here? We've got 
Sega GT. That's a uh, uh, like a racer. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's a really yeah, really cool Dreamcast game too. Yeah. Oh Dreamcast snap! Dreamcast had some ra- great racing. Oh games. snap! It was just one of the genres that it did really really well. Till, Medal like, of Honor. Underground. This is a really, really fun game. Uh, I think this was scored by uh, Michael Giacchino. I'm a big fan of uh, all of his scores and stuff like that. Yeah. This is a really, really fun That's game. That's a great game. Yep. That's awesome. But here's something that actually happened with this box that was really, really cool. Like, I've now got the Spider-Man for Sega CD complete in the box, but I've also got a loose one, which is awesome because I, the loose one's the one I'm going to play. The other one is going up on my game, like, shelf. <laughs> and like, never moving. And never moving. So, And I like that, too, because you've got the option to do that. So, yeah, like, sure. if you want something that's complete, you've got that. Like but pristine, I've got one, too. This, this version of Medal of Honor. That looks like it's, like, mint. Not even a crack yeah. on the jewel case. Some yeah. of those earlier ones, too, you know, you got to appreciate like uh, before, before they started, you know, throwing them out exactly. like three every oh, year. Oh, there's something you know? underneath here, or, or really? my? Those are the neat little fillers, and now the boxes say at the bottom, "You've got treasure." Oh, <laughs> oh that's neat. The, uh, yeah. the oh, is there something underneath that? No, the new, car- okay, the new okay. boxes have okay. that in there too. That's really, yeah. really cool. Sometimes people. You get to select the consoles you want. Yeah, yeah. And so when someone selects, like, just Game Boy Advance and Game Boy games, I said, right. just want to fill that Oh, that's true. So yeah, yeah, around. that's true. Yeah, we, we used to have different size boxes. I don't know if you guys remember. And so when we wanted to go to one size box, we didn't want – we don't want your games sloshing around in there right. when they're going all that's the way true. to you know, Boise, Idaho or exactly. something. Exactly. So they gotta make they gotta make and kind you of a kind bubble of wrap too. like that thing is tightly yeah. packed so you know it's yeah. not bouncing around you exactly know the packing problem. team's pretty kick ass yeah, yeah. so yeah. as you guys can see just from these boxes they're all they're all different we had arcade racers we had uh, wrestling games because that's something that was on our list yeah. uh, right. we had um, and like, literally we got everything on our list and not only that we got things that were on our wish list like that Mech Warrior was on my wish list that's I a really cool. I want Mech Warrior yeah. so that was on there and like the Spider Man was on my wish list there's like, a separate category for Mecha like yeah. if you're saying I want Mech Warrior I want Gundam I want Front Mission you know I want Imports so I don't we have checked is the yeah. the Mecha yeah. games so the funny thing that you guys see is you're seeing stuff. All along the lines of what you guys want. Yeah. And you put your box up against a handful of other people, and yeah. there are games that they would never see that you would see or vice versa. Right. Yeah. Because their settings are like totally – I mean, they're just going to be totally different. They're, there's a whole different set of check boxes and consoles that you guys didn't well, check. That's the difference between, like, for example, if you use, like, a loot crate, yeah. everybody's getting the same box. Right. Like, yeah. And everyone's getting, like, this cu- quote-unquote custom box. Yeah. But these are actually har- – Quote-unquote custom box that we made that we outsourced of, six yeah. months ahead of time, right. and we made a bunch of them in China in a sweatshop. Right. And now yeah. you guys all get a collector's edition. It's yeah. Like a, no, yeah. this is a 30-year-old Nintendo game right. just for you. But and that's why I like their artisanal handcrafted boxes and like guys, I don't want you at home thinking, Oh, he's gonna send you a bunch of wrestling game. We are as you we, know, we love on the happy hour Johnny games. and Deuce, we are hardcore wrestling fans. So that was like number one box. Right. And a lot of those games were on our wish list. They like were. these are the games that we are looking right. for. Yeah. And we got like every single one that we wanted. I think we got so, like almost yeah. all of the Super yeah. Nintendo ones. Well this the is funny awesome. thing is too, is like you guys get them just like in a in a lump per se when right. I come to visit. But most folks they're getting it every month. So right. every month they change it. Right. So you can change that on the fly every month. Yeah. Right. If two or three months in, you had say wrestling selected, and yeah. you're like, you know what, I got two or three good wrestling games to play. I'm good for a hot. I'm gonna take a break. Right. Pres- I'm gonna take a yeah. break from right. wrestling, and I was kind of interested by the Disney and the military category. So I'm gonna select both of those now and see what I get for a couple of months. Ah, take those off into Mecca. You know what? I think I've got a pretty good amount of NES games. I'm gonna go for uh, Sega CD and Sega Master System and Game Gear. Now I'm gonna add some Sega stuff on there. Right. Change it every month yeah. right. and get a couple of months of those, and then change it to something else. Yeah. 
exactly. And then here's also what I like with their system is you go in and you build your library. You put in yeah. the games and you check them off what you want because right. to pull back the curtain, that's how I was cheating the first couple months <laughs> because I could see games popping up. I'm like, I don't own that game, but now it says I do. I do. Yeah. Hmm, maybe that's one that's coming in the box soon. <laughs> so, like, yeah. I was cheating there for a month yeah. or two. But, like, and you guys, because you get it there. Everybody yeah. else, it doesn't get auto-added to the first of the month. Yeah. So you get it a couple days before the end of the month. Yeah. And then we automatically add it to the inventory for you so that you don't have to bother. Yeah. And then if you buy games separately yourself on the right. side or eBay or whatever else, yeah. you can add them to your inventory. And then we know when we're going to pack your box, oh, this is a game that they picked up either through yeah. us or somewhere and else. Just, See, and I did that myself a couple times. A heads yeah. up, you need a minimum of two consoles, right? Yeah. That's, that's Out the, of like 15 yeah. juice. Yeah. So like if you were like, hey, one month I want to go PlayStation 1 and I want to go PlayStation 2, then... Yeah. Do that's, it. That's what you but get. all you got to do is to too. pick a minimum of two because that's what the wall you ran in. Because at the beginning, we had like five consoles picked, and then me and Johnny put our heads together. And I'm like, no, we want just Super Nintendo, Sega CD, I think you said and PlayStation, PlayStation 1. Yeah. yeah. And then we just like, we really Dreamcast, narrowed down the. Dreamcast yeah, and right. Dreamcast. Yeah. We really narrowed the cone down because we know like what we wanted because we had started tapping out on. On the NES, on the NES and the, yeah. and the uh, Super right. NES a little bit too, but I wanted stuff for my Sega Get CD. Get you surprised though, you know. Yeah. There's so yeah. many games. It's funny because we is. carry imports too, right? And so it's a whole other world for some people to collect. And there's a lot yeah. of games you can play without knowing Japanese because it's an action game, right? So we got give or take 500 games for the Super Nintendo's. What we got, they got three times that in Japan. There are over wow, 1,500 yeah. Japanese Super Nintendo That's games. That's crazy. Which That's means there's so many games. And a lot of them are good. I mean, hey, look, some of them are, are, are leading company, which is a simulator about owning a VHS manufacturer company yeah. for the yeah. Super Nintendo. But, but for every one of those, there's... Chaos Seed or yeah, or right. some awesome you know RPG or action adventure game that we didn't get that I mean just to experience some of those is just a blast you know yeah definitely so definitely check out Retro Game Treasure uh, and also don't forget to put in promo code Happy Hour at checkout to receive yep. two dollars off and go tell your friends and you guys are on Instagram you guys are all over the place and just type in Retro Game Treasure you can go on our uh, Facebook page yeah, all of our stuff's on there as well you can look it up and and uh, it's it's a great service, and it's yeah. like Christmas, literally like Christmas every every month. Yeah, and Christmas is right around the corner. It guys. is. So it's this a great is a gift. Great Christmas for gift. sure. Like if I remember correctly, this is literally you're hearing this the week before Christmas. So this is a time for you guys that have you know are just slackers. Yeah, this is just in time. Yeah. <laughs> and speaking of just in time, JB Designs. Speaking of now that it's Christmas, he is actually the artist of the month at Rabbit foot record store he's going to be the artist of the month from december 15th to january 15th and you can buy his original paintings and prints they're in their shop they're on display for sale also he's got his new fairy tales two different fairy series that are going on right now you want to check out and now until the end of the year it's buy two prints get two free you can find him at facebook.com forward slash jb designs and that's with the z so it's d-e-z I-G-N-S dot com and also you can find him at Josh Bauer and that's spelled B-A-U-E-R artist dot com. You want to go check him out and see that and also see him at Sci-Fi Bartow because that's only one of two shows he's doing this year. Um, so you want to check that out. Don't mind us. We're, we're eating gummy worms. Well, actually, <laughs> yeah. we, we got so full of questions in our first episode with Buck. I had a question I really wanted to ask Buck so I saved it for this one. And we talked about it a little bit in the pre-show meeting. I'm at this collector retro collector era because you're a collector guru if you will when it comes to retro games where you know i've got 
the the Dreamcast, I've got the Super Nintendo, I've got the you know the the Sega, all the Sega Genesis 32x CD. Um, Welcome to the next level, dude. Exactly. So basically, what I'm looking at now because I got the Dreamcast, Saturn's definitely on my my list of something I want to pick up. The other thing I want to pick up, and this is going to be only if I can find it this way. I want to get a 3DO, but only if I can get it with, or excuse me, Philips CDI with the um, the uh, goodness, the Hulk Hogan, the Thunder, Thunder and Paradise. Thunder and Paradise. Yeah. Wow. Because I really, really didn't want that. Didn't they make that show here? Didn't they yeah, shoot they that made at, it Tampa, at Disney? Yeah, yep. they oh. did. Yeah. And didn't they shoot the studio ones at like MGM? They did. Didn't they shoot yeah. the MGM studio? studios. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, like, funny. I really want that, but that's going to be super rare. But here's the one where I'm really thinking about plucking some money down on. I kind of want your opinion. <laughs> I'm looking at the Neo Geo and the TurboGrafx-16. Both are great systems. Both have great games. I am worried about, number one, getting the system itself is not easy anymore. Like, mm-hmm. it's not something. Even mm-hmm. going to a retro game shop, they don't care. A lot of times you got to go to eBay and I'm pricing them, and they're in the almost $200 range for just the system. Well, the Neo Geo one especially. Yeah, yeah. and then the, the games aren't exactly the easiest in the world to find anymore. So I guess my question to you is, is that a good idea? Is it a bad idea? What what, what are your kind of thoughts on that? Before Buck answers that question, let's just make sure the, the folks at home know they're two totally different style of systems. Yeah. One is more of like a... Uh, like a cartridge, card. like a plastic card chip. Right. And the, the other one, graphics used the, they were called yeah. Hue cards. Hue yeah. looked cards, like yeah. credit cards. They right. Yeah. And, the Neo- and then the Neo Geo was, it was literally part, like the it was AES a system. Exactly. Yeah. It was almost yeah. like taking the arcade uh, version. It did. Yeah. yeah, it took like the part of the, it was like reading an arcade, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And yeah. then it was like huge, like th- three times the size of a Super Nintendo card. They, they were like, like the size of, tape. they were the size of like beta yeah. tape. Be- yeah, beta max. <laughs> yeah. So. If anybody had, <laughs> question, how old are you? Do you yeah. remember beta? beta. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. For beta sure. Tape, I yeah. got some great advice for you too. Uh, first of all, the Turbo Graphics, I love the Turbo Graphics. Yeah. If the games all weren't so rare and a freaking random sports game didn't cost 30 bucks, we would carry it in the service because yeah. it's right. a great console. But the games were just too few and far between in the U.S. and hell yeah. in Japan, they're really expensive. And then you get into like the Turbo Duo CD, and then you're spending you know a hundred dollars just for a loose disc game. But they're yeah. amazing games. Yeah. Um, the Turbo Graphics is a blast. Yeah. I, I own one, and I own you know probably half a dozen or a dozen games or so. Don Thacker, the guys at Imagos, he loves his Turbo Graphics, and it's been an inspiration for them making a Star Mazer, which is a really cool game because they had some great shoot 'em ups and some adventure games. Um, it's a really cool console, but yeah, they the games are pricey. You know, yeah. they well, re- get really pricey. Splatterhouse was like the main mm. game that people are yeah. n- knew. And that's this. what kills me. Yeah. I, I I actually had one in in high school because mm-hmm. uh, my neighbor he moved in next door. He had one. He had it in Splatterhouse, and that's it. Mm-hmm. And then he got a Super Nintendo, and he just like didn't want it anymore. He's like, "You like video games? Do you want this?" I'm like, "Yes." Somewhere in the annals no. of time, I, I don't know. I literally don't know what happened to it because I know I didn't trade it. It in. might still be in your mom's attic. No, she. Well, she's in a different house now. So if it was in the attic, it, it somebody probably found it when they went right. through the attic when they bought the old house. You're so. gonna buy it on eBay soon. Yeah, exactly. I'm probably gonna end up getting my old one back and cost me two hundred bucks. There's like, a lot of people that would pay a premium to get their old console trust back. Me, quote unquote. If, if I could pay two hundred bucks to get that one back, I'd do it with Splatterhouse. But that yeah. was a problem because I was looking at the system. Yeah. 
just the system of control of the hookups are like two hundred bucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Splatterhouse is like fifty bucks. Yeah, like uh, basically like the Turbo Graphics. Yeah, yeah, Turbo Graphics. Like all the games. I mean, entry level games are like fifty bucks mm-hmm. unless you're getting like you said a sports title, and even those are like thirty and forty. Yeah. So right. the entry pi- price yeah, like point is high. Keith Courage, you know, for yeah. like twenty bucks maybe. Yeah, but I mean, literally, the price point is high, mm-hmm. and I know yeah. the Neo Geo is just as high, if not higher. The so, Neo, the Neo Geo, another fun piece of advice on that too, because I'm an arcade collector as yeah. well and I have been for a long time and so I've owned a couple Neo Geo arcade machines right. okay. and you can get a one or two slot Neo Geo arcade machine for two three hundred bucks yeah. and let me explain what that means in you guys might remember back in the day when you saw a Neo Geo machine a big red yeah. or something like that um, that it ha- would have four games in it maybe or two games or one game or six games right. because they made the boards with a different amount of slots because right. those same AES carts that worked in that home console were the they were the same ones that played right. in the arcade machines, and so you can buy one of those full size cabs from a fellow collector for like two hundred fifty bucks with a two or four slot board in it, yeah. and then just swap out the games when you want to play more than just these four. I used to own like Strikers nineteen four X and one of the Metal Slug games and one of the Samurai Showdowns and some yeah. of those and they are really a blast. Uh, a blast to play, but you're right. The cheapest ones are going to be thirty or forty bucks, and if you start getting to like Capcom vs. SNK Chaos and stuff like that, you could end up paying sixty, eighty, a hundred dollars a game yeah, for right. those. So they're like the more prestigious collectors kind of games because yeah. when you've got one game that's worth the same as a dozen games, you know. That's that's a pretty big deal too. But there's a whole collectors group around that too. There's a guy by the name of Big Bear on the Neo Geo forums that yeah. makes these really cool. Like you remember, you remember the Disney. The they, I guess people think they go for a ton of money, but they really don't. The Disney VHS tapes that had those like plastic hollow clamshell cases. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He makes those, but for Neo Geo games. Oh, that's like, cool. And so clamshell. you get like yeah. King of Fighters '98. And it's in this big, gorgeous clamshell with a wraparound awesome. thing. And it can, yeah, so if you're really – but then it's like you've got 50 bucks into the game, another 30 bucks in the clamshell, 250 300 bucks or more into the arcade. Yeah. You end up with a lot of money sunk into that one thing. It's it's a great arcade experience. I mean, real arcade experience. It's a blast, but it, it's, a, it's a lot of money. But to you're almost those. saying to me, if I was going to do it, just go ahead, instead of buying the home system that hooks to my TV, 100%. just get the, get the arcade cabinet and be 100. done with it. One hundred percent. That's cool. I didn't know price. about that. One hundred percent, because it's a cooler experience, and it's gonna be. I mean, you might spend maybe a hundred dollars more, and not even that. But even then, it's a showpiece because you put that in your right. living room, yeah. and now it's a conversation piece yeah. and right. something when your friends come over. See, you, I didn't you know. know they did that with the four slots. I knew they were up to cartridges. Six. They went up yeah. to six, I think. So I mean, see, you're learning. You know yeah. that, that's what's so cool. So we love we love to have you on. We're like yeah. we're yeah. you know uh, sitting because, under I mean, the learning tree and learning just stuff. Change my mind on the whole deal because I think if I'm going to do it, I yeah. am going to do the Neo Geo and then just get the cabinet and then. Well, I can well you know the guys at Free Play, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, shout outs to the arcade. But I've been a member of, in Florida. We're lucky enough here. There's only a few other states that have it. We have a really strong collectors presence presence in the um, the Florida Arcade Village, which I've been a member of since like '99, like oh, wow. literally 15, 17 years now. Sure. And, and all the different guys in there that are collectors all the way from Miami up to South Georgia yeah. that are always buying and selling and trading, you know, games. That's why I have, you know, a dozen arcade machines at home and a couple of pinball machines, too, because I, I love that hobby as well. Yeah. And we're fortunate enough to have that whole group that you can post up on there, you know, hey, looking to buy a Neo Geo, you know, 
two to six slot machine. Yeah. And yeah, you just for it, it's a matter of just the space. That's it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. For a now couple the good hundred news bucks. is I think I could squeeze it. Oh, in absolutely, my room for I'm sure. Oh, space. it's great in the living room. I could yeah. throw it in the the office if I had to. But yeah. even then, I'm thinking. And now this is just me thinking out loud. I could probably, instead of paying two hundred for the cabinet, maybe pay three or four and get one that already has, you know, the Samurai Showdown in there that has the the Guilty Gear already in there, and then have it already preloaded with the games I want. Because at the end of the day, the ones I want is the Samurai Showdown. I want the Guilty Gear. You know, those are the games I want to play. Like that, and I would like the Capcom versus SNK, but I know that that's a hundred dollar game by it, itself. You get apples and oranges there because yeah. going from like a Samurai Showdown to a Guilty Gear is a totally different set of hardware. Oh, because the guilt because the Guilty Gear was part of the Naomi board set, if I'm not sure, and the GD ROM at that, which meant yeah. it was. So when when Sega was making arcade hardware around the time of the Dreamcast, right. they pretty much put up put a beefed up Dreamcast in those arcade machines. It was yeah. called the Naomi GD ROM, and so uh, Capcom vs SNK two. And the Guilty Gear games and Virtua Tennis and stuff like that. They were either on a Naomi cartridge or they got upgraded to the GD-ROM, which is really just a Dreamcast connected to yeah. a piece of a motherboard piece of hardware in there, too. Because I own one of those for a while yeah. as well, too. But I mean, so that's now would I need two different arcade cabinets or would one cabinet, like if I got the, the higher end one, it would cover all You'd the You'd have to have games. two different sets of boards and a switcher. Okay. Because the... The um, the Neo Geo board—they're all JAMA, which right. which has a long acronym for like Japanese arcade multi machine, like like Pac-Man and all that stuff beforehand. If you look at those, every single one of those was wired up like completely different from the next, mm -hmm. and they realized really quick yeah. like this is going to get stupid. So they came up with a universal type, and that's what JAMA is. Sure. It's a universal type of connector right. that connects to a board, so you can plug in everything from Ninja Turtles to a Neo Geo board that's right. going to have a Samurai Showdown in it. It's just a matter of how many buttons does it have, and how is that wired up to the JAMA harness is what they call them. Yeah. And so if you want to have both of those in the same machine, yeah, you've got two totally... It's like having a Nintendo and a, and a Dreamcast in the same yeah. console. They've got to have you know the same hookup maybe. But, but if you're buying a cabinet, the one with the two of them in there probably would be what three. That's that's where the warning comes in. That okay. hobby gets dangerously okay. fun. <laughs> did I did I mention I have like a dozen arcade cabs yeah. and a couple of pinballs? So that's yeah. the reason why <laughs> it's addictive. Got, huh? So it's like it you've got one that'll play like the Super Nintendo kind of version, and the one that play like the Dreamcast version. So you got two cabinets, so you just plug the game in each one. There were different. Well, so there are different ones. So you've got a dedicated board. Like I've owned a Mortal Kombat two for fifteen years. It's oh, one wow. of my favorite fighting games. Oh yeah, bought it in, like two thousand. I love it. It was like the pinnacle of nineties fighters for me. And I and and I have a dedicated old cabinet with the Raiden on the side, you know, nice. I mean, beautiful, beautiful cabinet. So that's got a board set in it for Mortal Kombat 2. Yeah. Whereas a Neo Geo was made to be, hey, arcade owner, you don't want to have to buy a new board or a new cabinet every six months for the newest game, right? right? How about you just buy one of these cartridges from us? And I think the arcade operators had to buy them for a couple hundred bucks back in the yeah. day and just swap this into your machine instead. Yeah. And the same goes for, like, the Naomi and those. Yeah. You could swap out different cartridges right. but games like you know that's why you see like the the good old konami beat-em-ups of the 90s yeah. the ninja turtles and turtles in time and yeah. simpsons and mm -hmm. x-men and yeah. and all of those they all just use JAMA and they all use pretty much the same amount of buttons two buttons yeah. or maybe three buttons and the arcade operators could to swap, them, swap out. them out but to have like the dedicated arcade machine 
I have, I admit right now, I'll tell you guys, so if you want to come by the warehouse, you can see, yeah. I, I have one of my Holy Grail machines. I hunted it for 10 years, and all the guys in the arcade circles knew if one of these comes up local, Buck will punch you in the face if you steal them <laughs> out from under him. Yeah. And when a local arcade to us closed, you guys remember Flea World and Fun World up in Sanford? I do. Yeah. Yeah. And they closed the arcade down years ago, yeah. all of us collectors went as like a collective group. And everybody there knew... Bid on the six-player X-Men and Buck will kill you. Yeah, I own a dedicated six-player. I think it's poor man's dual screen. It's, it's my your, profile it, picture. It, it's on his Facebook. son playing it. The <laughs> six-man. Awesome. It's yeah. my five-year-old, or he was yeah. like three at the time, standing in front of it to show this thing that's such a behemoth because it was yeah. just a matter of having space for it. And I have a dedicated six-player Konami X. That might be a fun trip one day just to go over to no, the warehouse. No, we need to do that. We, yeah. can, do, we can do the show live. We can do from the there show from the warehouse. Cool, That's cool. Hour field trip. But yeah, to to kind of get back to the original question, <laughs> you're saying instead of getting one that does both, it'd probably be better just to get two different machines. You'll end up you put both. Bo the boards are what cost the money. Yeah. The empty cab, unless it's a fancy schmancy dedicated cab yeah the the ca empty cabs with a monitor in them are worth 100 bucks 150 yeah. bucks but buying those boards you know you'll drop 150 200 bucks on just a naomi board yeah with a net dim or a gd rom in it to allow yeah. you to play the games that you wanted to play sega got really clever there at the end there's an add-on for the gd rom for the um naomi rather called a net dim okay. so sega realized somewhere along the line because in japan sega operates a lot of their own arcades they sell games to other places but they operate a lot of their own arcades sega club and stuff and they realized that swapping those games out even is pain in the ass. Yeah. And there's this thing called the internet. Well, let's use it. So the net dim plugs in through an Ethernet cable and makes it so that the the console, it's, I mean the uh, motherboard itself, just gets a game loaded into it, forced into the, the active memory via the Ethernet cable so that they could have just a mother server that yeah. stays connected to these games and says, today all these games are playing Marvelous Capcom 2. Oh, that's cool. But tomorrow they're all playing Gundam 009 Side Story or something else that you know that was on that console. And so there's even little fun workarounds you can do with that where you can play a multitude of games on just the Naomi. Yeah. It's just like you can't play a GameCube game on a PS1. Right. You know, there was still specific yeah. hardware right. to some of those games. Wow. You know? So it sounds like I really it's need fun. to make a list of the games that I want to play and yeah. then maybe shoot them over to you See, and I didn't say, know okay, about the... the best machine to play yeah. the most games. I didn't know about the GD-ROM. That's something it, it, I learned, yeah. Yeah, and, cool. and, that, and literally it's almost, I mean, you can't put a GD-ROM game in a Dreamcast right. or vice versa, right. but the formats are really similar. It's that it's that dual-layer disc right. that could hold more data, but they're so stinking similar. That's cool. Running the so learn, we always learn something new yeah. in Buxone. Well, that's what I like. And the good thing is we've actually got our friend Reed from Reed's Arcade Repair now, so if I do yeah. decide to get a cabinet, at least we know yeah. somebody that local can repair who it. can repair yeah. it. And, and all like the guys from Free Play, it. too. You know? Oh, like, yeah. Like, yeah. like, you guys know Bill Stillwell. Like, that yeah. dude is an engineering machine. He's really modest about it, but you watch him on his Instagram, and it's like, dude, he just, he can fix anything. Yeah. It's unbelievable the testing equipment that he has, the stuff Which, that he can do. Speaking of Free Play Florida, I, I want to do this last episode, and I forgot. I want to give a good shout-out to our friend, Brian, who runs Free Play yeah, Florida. Brian, Brian Jones, Jones. yeah. yeah. Brian Jones, he's amazing. He's also, go check out his new place at Artagon. It's called Pixels and Pens, and he's got like a little arcade retro shop there now in Artagon that he just opened up. So go check him out. And also, 
and I hope I don't get the cart too much ahead of the horse, but I am now on the committee for Free Play Florida. So now cool. not only am I, you know, one of the, the media guests, now I'm actually kind of a part of the convention and cool. a part of it's the, a great show. the yeah. operating group or I don't I don't even know what big ten dollar word you'd use for that. So but it's Board me, of Directors. Board of Directors, <laughs> yeah, because me and Brandon now are Brandon's like the, the, the Brandon head Specht, yeah. Brandon Specht is like the oh, head cool. of media guests yeah. and, and PR and I'm like the vice president, if you will. Um, and that actually happened just this year, which I'm really excited about. So we can cool. start looking at bringing yeah. more media guests because then that's kind of what got me on the TurboGrafx-16 kick. Yeah. And the Neo Geo kick yeah. was uh, David Ap- or Keith Apicary. Keith Apicary or, yeah. or Nathan Barnett, Nathan Barnett yeah. who was there, whose famous song Neo Geo and yeah. him having the drivable Neo Geo machine that he actually drove yeah. around. Yeah. We had a that parade. That was so funny. I yeah. saw it. Did you see the yeah, parade? That's we had? hilarious. Yeah. Which was hilarious because he ran me over twice with that damn thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, it, yeah. it, it was so much fun. I was like, I, I love really want a Neo Geo, but I think. I think you're right. I think That's it'd be better part. just to get a little Neo Geo cabinet because yeah. they actually had a I, – I called it a shorty. It wasn't as tall as the other the one. The mini red, yeah. Yeah, the mini red. Yeah. And I was like, I could get a mini red and put yeah. that in the yeah. house. I don't yeah. know yeah. how expensive it they would They had be. the big one. I mean, they called them the big red, which was the yeah. original one because it's mostly red cabinet. Yeah. And they made the minis too. And they made some gold ones too because you remember that was like the first console to have like a memory card, quote unquote. Because right. you and could so, take the memory card with you to the arcade from home. And vice versa, yeah, yeah too. And it usually had a little play counter on them too. But but that's a fun hobby. That's something I've been in as long as I've been in almost as long as I've been in the retro games too. I've always loved the arcade, you know, the arcade scene, the collectibles, and it's it's the same thing to me as like with the retro games. Yeah. There is a charm to to sitting and playing that six player X Men with five other friends from beginning to end with its poor man widescreen. You can't you know you can't put two uh, TV monitors next to each other because they have magnetic fields. So that oh, six-player X-Men yeah. has one screen in front of you, and the left side screen is down in the cab, reversed with a mirror. So you're oh looking, my gosh! You're looking yeah. at a mirror and a monitor. That's yeah. that thing is a, a monster, That's but it's hilarious. a beautiful monster. Awesome. <laughs> that was actually really fun, and one of my favorite memories of this year's show is Friday night. Like me and Brandon both were kind of getting to that point where we're hitting the wall, and we're like, we need to take a minute and decompress. And me and him went out and played the original Turtles arcade machine, yeah. and we beat it. We played it the whole way through. Yeah, it takes and about 20, 25 yeah, minutes. Yeah, like to it took us like 30 it. minutes, which yeah. is enough to take like yeah. a, a long cigarette break, if you will, I guess. Yeah. And so we went over there and played it, and we went back to doing the work that we needed to do. But it was a nice little like. So much okay, fun. We can it's yeah. it's good like to take a break. Oh, speaking yeah. of taking breaks, we're going to take a small break with the happy hour with Johnny Deuce, and we'll be right back with more with the Mega Buck from Retro Game Treasure. Yes, sir. This episode of the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by RetroGameTreasure.com. Get real retro games for the old school consoles you love delivered to your door every month. They have consoles like the NES, Super Nintendo, Genesis, PlayStation 1, Game Boy, Game Boy Advanced, and more. Tell them the type of games you like and what games you already own so you don't get duplicates. You even get a wish list. It's not a rental service, and best yet, you keep the games. Use promo code HAPPYHOUR and save $2 off your first month. Learn more at RetroGameTreasure.com and don't forget to tell them that the Happy Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you.
And we're back with Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Of course, I'm Johnny. got my main man, Deuce. And, of course, we got Buck, the mega Buck, RetroGameTreasure.com. Before yep. we get into some more news, Deuce has got... Yeah, man. I want to tell you all about AG at Productions. They're perfect for parties, weddings, bar mitzvahs, quinceaneras. Uh, keep an eye out for their upcoming film, The Corridor. And if there's anything you need where you need a video done, you need pictures taken, especially if you're a cosplayer, go and see them. It's facebook.com forward slash agiat, and that's spelled A-G-I-A-T-T Productions, L-L-C, um, on Facebook. And they'll be at Sci-Fi Bartow. And speaking of a good friend of ours, it's going to be at Sci-Fi Bartow. That's Michael Carey Art. You want to go check him out at Michael, M-I-C-H-A-E-L, Carey, C-A-R-E-Y, art.com, and also facebook.com forward slash michael carey dot art check out his amazing arts and prints and he also does commissions and he'll have all of his amazing stuff at sci-fi barto and you don't want to miss it hell i've got his stuff hanging in my house yep. i love it so much definitely so you want to check out all of his new stuff and i think he may be debuting some new things new at things Sci-Fi yep. Word so on the street allegedly be on the lookout for that it's gonna be a great event so buck we've spent an episode and a half talking about retro games and what we love about retro games and I kind of want to switch a little bit to the to the current and the future of gaming. The Nintendo Switch, I mean, it's announced, it's shown. It looks sexy. I wanted to get your thoughts on, it, you said it's sexy, so I, I agree with you. <laughs> but what do you think about that? Do you, do you think Nintendo, like, there's pros and cons to it, and I just want to get your overall thoughts on the Nintendo Switch. What do you like, what you don't like about it, stuff like that. I'm I'm interested to see how that whole interface thing works. Like the console, I guess, is that tablet. Yep. And so the 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 other piece they show is just kind of like a dock, right? For it, a docking station, which yep. like Mac Mac Apple dumped like years ago in right. favor for just like a cable. Right. You know, so it's kind of interesting that they did that route because I think it's way freaking cool. I mean, I have I have a five year old son who who loves to play old games, but he also loves Mario Kart, he loves Smash Brothers, and right. and the other day he was like, well, Dad, can we just take the tablet with us? And it's like, I, w- I literally said to him, doesn't work that way, son, just yet. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. We're, we're almost there, you yeah. know, because then you'll be able to be like, yeah, you can just take the switch in the car well, with you. One of the like, things, well, I think it's interesting, too, because one of the things that blew me away is the fact that you can have two players on one device. Like, that's like, like, how does that work? And you have, like, your two you controllers that yeah. s- that switch into it. Yeah, I don't like, know about that. I'm I hoping they have some little add-ins. For yeah, that. maybe they'll have that. But like the fact that they're showing different like removable ones that you could add, like it'd be cool to have like a GameCube one for all you like yeah. for all like the purists for Smash Which Brothers. Which they've gotten smart about. They right. finally started making those adapters. Right. And such. Yeah. Um, the screen itself. I mean, th- they did finally say it was a touch screen. Um, and it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So because we didn't know like because mm-hmm. no one was. But also the fact that it, there was no kids in the in the trailer. It was all like adults or you that's know millennials. A good, that's a really good point. So maybe they're trying to cater to more, you know, of the adult scene, you know, as opposed to the kids scene Cause well, because obviously the handheld already does that, yeah. right? And we had talked about it at Free Play right. Florida, but part of the reason I was reading an article, and I just got to say again, allegedly, the reason there was no kids in the article is all these guys had to sign non-disclosure agreements that were doing the commercial because the commercial True. was filmed six months right. prior Right, you don't want to kids to leaking it. stuff out. So I don't think they used kids because they didn't yeah. want kids running and telling their friends and breaking the non-disclosure agreement. They probably yeah. wouldn't agree, wouldn't have believed them anyway. Yeah. Probably. I had yeah. that one friend that was a kid that told me about playing CDs on uncle. Super Nintendo. Yeah. And unless his dad was that guy that had that Sony Super Nintendo prototype, yeah. he's a liar. Right. Yeah. Right. 
Uh, there's always someone like I have an uncle that works for Nintendo. Right. Yeah, sure you do. Sure you do. <laughs> yeah, where's yeah. my free copy of Mario yeah, World? Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I think the Nintendo Switch, uh, I'm I'm excited for it because I've I've yeah. owned every Nintendo console, quote standard console except for the Dreamcast or uh, not Dreamcast, Game the GameCube. Cube. I keep calling. I don't know why I keep confusing them. You're gonna need to pick one of those up. Yeah, you yeah. missed you missed out. Yeah. Well, the good thing is you can get the games now from Retro Game right. Treasure, which is awesome. Woo-woo. They've got great games, and also you can get like a used Dreamcast oh. at a retro store for like 40, 50 bucks. Right, it's cheap. And, like it's super. The GameCubes, the GameCubes have gone down in price for sure. Yeah, yeah. But they're 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 still in the. They haven't hit the bubble that like the Super Nintendo and even the N sixty four has. But I think they're now. Right. Here's the only reason. I'd say get on it while the, the jump. Well, top. I have like six They're games on the bubbles that coming. Bubble, that right. bubble's coming where right. it's going to be, and I think that bubble's coming for the PlayStation One and for the Xbox One too. Where right. well, they're getting on that bubble. Can I blow your mind for a second? Yeah. The Nintendo Wii is ten years and one month old. Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that. And either. so it's like what? Because yeah. which means you know the GameCube is fifteen or so right. years old, and it's like. I mean, the games get older. They just they do. do, and well, that means that the there are kids that were playing the the GameCube that are out of college now, yeah. and they were elementary school kids. That was their Nintendo or Super right. Nintendo. And you still have your original Wii, and you can right. play the it's backwards compatible with the GameCube. Oh, yeah, sure. You've got options besides getting Gosh. a Wii, but I know you. You're like me. You. I want to have, have the between Deuce and I. You know, we have hardware, all though. of like the main yeah. line consoles. Uh, yeah. But uh, it's it's interesting to me because I feel like with the Nintendo Switch, if it really is releasing in March, like. I feel like Nintendo, like to, to play devil's advocate, I don't think they've done a good job of marketing it because, no. like, you're how many months away from the release? I thought it was like February or March. So yeah, I'm March. Like, it's coming out soon, and we don't know. Jack. And then you had issues with the NES Classic, yeah. like getting this on shelves. Like, I, I, I just feel like, like, and what's going to launch with it? Except right for the Legend of Zelda, right? Because they're still going to be pushing Wii U's, but a lot right. of those games, like the Wii to Wii U, they put out two versions of. Twilight Princess and some of the from they, GameCube to yeah. Wii, you know, they put out two versions of right. that, and I think it's kind of like someone brought that up the other day about Resident Evil. You know, they're making a remake of Resident Evil Two, like they remade the first one I was talking about right. earlier on the GameCube, and no one's heard. And then everybody's like, "We haven't heard a murmur about it in like seven months, not a single screenshot." It's like, yeah, because Resident Evil Seven comes out in January. You can bet that they're not going to say a freaking word right. until that's out released yeah. has sold a couple million copies because it's still a business they're still thinking about one you know one before the next that's two. true yeah. and and also it looks like too i hope the switch doesn't become a remastered machine yeah because that people were worried because a lot of stuff they've shown was remastered stuff or things mm-hmm. that looked remastered like the mario kart game they showed looked like a remastered version of double dash which is a great game by the way sure uh but like and then you saw like the skyrim remastered on it and like people were worried that it's just going to be for the first year it's just going to be like ports of the Wii. the earliest stuff they could show yeah because look yeah. they were showing off like skyrim right yeah you know and it was like well that's really cool and the remastered version did just come out, but like, I mean, that's cool. Skyrim on a Nintendo console, okay. I mean, let's let's run with that and let's right. try and have some more. Well, hopefully, we get more third party support right. that stays because that's always been an issue with Nintendo, even with the sixty four yeah. days. Like, third party support's been up and down. It's a catch twenty two because yeah. their first party stuff is top notch. She's mad. Yeah, she push her down. Ticked off the kitty. Yeah, their first party stuff is is top notch. It's it's like the best. I mean, it's the best. Their first. Xbox puts out good first-party stuff, and right. Sony puts out good p- first-party stuff, but Nintendo puts out the best 
Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I own a Wii U. Stuff. I bought it for Nintendo games. I didn't buy it for the other stuff. You right. Know? Like, I, I yeah. bought it for Mario Kart 8. I bought it for Smash Brothers. You're like everybody. You know? Yeah. Right. They've got a they've got a set of characters that they have been developing and 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 you know expanding upon for literally thirty plus years. But what was the problem with the Wii U? The Wii U only sold what twelve million units worldwide, worldwide, or fourteen million, something like that. Somewhere around there, twelve to fourteen million units worldwide. That's it <laughs> compared to the PS2's like hundred million or some well, silly like, number. So over its ten obviously, there's a lot of issues with that. But like that, that was a huge red flag for Nintendo. They're like, oh my gosh, we, we're not the king. We were the king with the Wii. The, the Wii knocked everyone's socks off. Casual gamers picked it up. People that never played games since they were you know kids played. The, the grandmothers are playing tennis and you know all this stuff. Like it hit like this whole like demographic but towards the end of the life cycle of the wii u there wasn't as many like games for it like it started kind of no, waiting it started, out it started dying in my opinion it kind of quick after year two it was like there was such such a long drought after the fad yeah. quote unquote the, the i make i make controls. i make the joke a lot but i think i think exactly what happened was i mean the joke is <laughs> when I was a kid playing games and i was a nerd i was a nerd and you weren't a cool kid and everything else and now Cool kids played games, play games, and so I think a part of what it did is nerds are cool now, and so it was a gateway drug, so to speak, for games. People said that's cool. I want to be a casual gamer, but then they took that leap from casual gamer to playing real games, and then the Wii didn't have too many, yeah. and so then they went out and bought the Xbox 360 or the PS3, and they they jumped ship. Right. And Nintendo didn't keep up, and so they did this good thing of selling a billion of them, and 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 creating a better gaming culture. True. But then they didn't catch up to the customers they that they that's created. That's a good point. Afterwards. That's a good point. Yeah. Actually, right. Like, so, yeah. I mean, yeah. I think it's a great thing because now gaming is more of a mainstream. I mean, what a freaking world that we live in between you know online gaming and Twitch and esports and and all the other and freaking tw- you know Zelda themed orchestral concerts and crap. I mean, it's yeah. like that's. That's stuff I dreamed of as a kid or you heard about in right. Japan that yeah. we never got over here, and yeah. now we do. Yeah, it's amazing. And I think that's what it did. I think it developed so many. I mean, look at how many more female gamers there that's are true. now. I mean, yeah. back and in, like, the 90s. And look at, like, the barcades, you know, and different yeah. things. That, yeah. The arcade um, you know, bars that are opening up around the area. I mean, Orlando's got a few, and yeah, it's really great. Right. And you go, yeah, and those, you go yeah. to those, and it's like, if I'm going to go somewhere and hang out and drink, I'm gonna go here over a club. Right. Exactly. I'm gonna take my buddies here, and we're gonna play Gauntlet or right. or NBA Jam or right. Simpsons or something Ninja fun Turtles like that. Something. We're not even gonna play console games. We're gonna right. play some of the arcade games because that's just a fun thing to do in a social setting. But it took. I mean, a group of friends that I have there. Most of us, we were already there. Right. We yeah. would have done that if that existed, but there wasn't enough clientele for that to be Support a viable it. business right. for people. And yeah. so I really do think that the Wii was a instrumental part in kind of making that, you know, come out in nerd culture along with, you know, Doctor Who and a lot of other things that became really popular. But Well, when the Switch comes out, I mean, it's going to be... Nintendo's said this a couple of times, and wait, we'll wait for the official release date, but Breath of the Wild is supposed to be a launch title, uh, and obviously it's coming out on the Wii U still. Yeah. Um, and the weird thing is for the... Uh, there was a, There's a lot of gaming news that's happened recently. Yeah. You've had the PlayStation Experience... Uh, which is the Sony conference every year, uh, Sony's se- se- standalone conference. And we'll come be out. doing an episode about that right. next week. And then so they did cool. the Video Game yeah. Awards, you know, um, yeah. that came out as well and by Jeff Keighley or whatever. Yeah. Um, and Kojima honoring was awesome. That was awesome. Oh, man. That was great. Good How for him. How much shade was Homeboy throwing at Konami? Like, yeah. Homeboy threw all the shade yeah. at yeah. Konami. But you saw that trailer? I mean, Guillermo del Toro was, air quotes, 
in it. In it, yeah. yeah. And you saw his tweets afterwards, it, yeah. just saying, "Hey, Konami," giving him the finger, yeah. pretty much. Yeah. Because after PT and all that kind of stuff, he really, really ticked those those guys. Well, off people were selling stuff. their uh, PS4s online yeah. that had copies of PT because yeah. you can't because re- they pulled it. Right, they yeah. pulled it's it. Just so silly. They just yeah. it's like someone in the upper hierarchy of that company just just went off the deep end with a vendetta. Right. And like is going to drag that company down with it because right. they yeah. got rid of one of their best, you know, in the arsenal that they had. Well, that that's the thing is like Konami doesn't have to make video games. I mean, they 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 their company Pachinko first machines now. exactly Pachinko machines like that's what their main oh, business is. Oh, the new Metal Gear and the yeah. Silent Hill Pachinko machine. Yeah. I'm like, what I mean, this is the stupid part. They're gonna make money off of that. They are, yeah. which unfortunately means Konami might just slowly get out of the game business, which is a bummer to say. But there's other people that'll come and and, and pick that up. Well, I know? wonder. Do you think Nintendo picks up later on? They pick up rights for Konami games and Capcom games because those are two companies that are been kind of dwindling in the last five years. Yeah, Capcom's made like f- Street Fighter Five and a couple of. I, I did see a teaser. They just from been licensing. Li- I did see a right, teaser from Marvel's Capcom Four, Four which were they just cool. been licensing. Three wasn't so good. Yeah. No, I didn't like two. Three. Even though they released it on Four recently, but yeah, um, but they've been licensing the characters a lot. You know, like yeah. Mega Man and Smash Brothers and all that yeah. stuff. And so, like, yeah. um, isn't Devil May Cry was a Capcom game, wasn't it? No. Yeah. yeah, 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 and they did the DMC, and then they did the definitive edition. And they're doing re- everyone's doing remasters nowadays. But I feel like like Capcom and Konami have both kind of just went downhill. Like I wish a company yeah. would buy them and have you know have the rights to the characters and make new games and have all those talented developers yeah. put out stuff, uh, or give or give like an indie developer like Yacht Club Games. Like hey, yeah. Yacht Club Shovel Games, Knight. yeah, they're making a sequel. They are, which Looks is awesome. gonna be, which is gonna awesome. be great. So why not like a game studio like that or, or the people that made like. Uh, Way forward, they made some yeah. amazing games as well, yeah. like the Boyless Blob and Shantae and the Pirates oh, yeah. Curse and all these awesome. That games. remake for the Wii or that that new no, game for the Wii Boyless Blob. That was a great game. I yeah. love that game. It was so, only like ten hours long, though. It wasn't very long. Right, but like give companies like that, like give them a chance to take some of the properties, you know, and make. What if Yacht Club Games made like a Mega Man game, like? It, it's a catch twenty two, you know. I mean, us us as old school gamers, that's exactly what we're saying. Right. You know, Inafune, I love you and all, but Mighty Number no. Nine. That that sucked, yeah. You know, and so it did. True. And so we want to say, make a new Mega Man game. When we say, Shovel Knight was awesome. It, Shovel Knight was really. It good. didn't need to be a Mega Man game. It was Shovel Knight, which was part of what makes it cool. I read this really staggeringly odd stat, which kind of relates to this directly. Is like two and a half. I think it was either 2013 or 2014. There were something like 600 games released on Steam. And in 2016, there were like 2,400 and change games released on Steam. Those are 99% indie developers, right. yeah. nine, you know, 95% indie developers. Yep. And so we as we as gamers, you know, sometimes get hung up on the old stuff just because we're like, oh, what if they made a Chrono Trigger 2, Jesus criminy, you know? And then they make a, and then PS4 has I Am Setsuna as like a, a spiritual successor. Right, or something like that. Right. And it's like, yeah. y- you want you want to appreciate, because nostalgia is so great, you know? Right. Because some of those old games are so great, and... You'll never, you know, replicate that magic. You know, you'll, you, 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 you get a couple of Star Wars Episode One, Two, and Threes before you get Episode Seven. Yes, you know what I mean. You you, you get a couple of clunkers along the way. Right, and so you're like, oh man, Super Metroid, so freaking awesome, and maybe Prime, and then Other M, and then this, and then that. Well, I always tell people. Well, I always tell people is like, this is this is the same vein of what we're talking about. Uh, I say the best. Metroid game that's been released is uh, Axiom Verge. 
I, I mean that that's yeah, that's right? a super Metroid right? game in all in all yeah. seriousness. Yeah. It's an indie game yeah. developed Shadow by Complex or Axiom Verge. Those are the best Metroid games that have ever come out. It's true. It's amazing. And, the, and the, it's like the the part of what allures us to it is that the 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 story and the legacy behind like Metroid is so cool. Like yeah. space bounty hunter and space pirates right. and mother brain. And then at right. the end of Super Metroid, when you're like, oh, I killed her, and she's a freaking dinosaur, you right. know. And the Metroid saves you, and you're like, twelve year old you's like, that was so freaking cool. Yeah. yeah. And so what's what's really hard, what's really easy to forget is some kid had that experience with Animal Crossing, and some other kid had right. that experience with devil may cry four right you know and 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 so as they grew up that was like that game you know i get that kind of stuff all the time where i'll be like hey there's this game demolition racer for the dreamcast and i'll be like that's an okay game and you look at the thread and the youtube video of it oh my god entire childhood in one game like there's a whole you know that that was their game that was their jam for the summer of 98 you know whatever it might be right and so we all kind of get placed at those different timelines it's true that's part of what makes gaming a cool a cool hobby, you know. We all kind of experience it different ways. We all have our different touch tones. Some people hate that. RPGs, which yeah. I know some of us like. We absolutely love, and some people don't like. Probably the same people that are saying, like, you know, what? I'm not a huge fan of reading books, or I'm not a huge yeah. fan of, you know, whatever the case might be. Yeah. Right. So it definitely, I think it 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 hits different places for different people. I, so. I think all three of us want to. I mean, we all are in a unanimous agreement. We want the Switch to be successful because we yeah. want Nintendo to continue developing. I think it's going to be, for at least for, and I can only speak for myself, for me it's going to be price point. Like, if it comes out at a decent price point, like I think two fifty. I think 250 is the magic 250 number. 250 for the, ba- I, saw, I saw some early reports that said 250 for the base and, Two ninety nine for the one with more memory in it, kind of thing. Oh, I saw some okay. early. It was it was in euros, and they trans translated the the, the, the exchange rate. Right. But uh, but it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, I think I mean, two fifty is the yeah, magic price point. Two fifty or even three hundred dollars for the one. Because think about the Wii. Memory. The I mean, Wii was only two hundred, right? The right. other consoles are just now getting down to that, so they could they could sell them in hotcakes, even though they missed the holiday season, which is probably somebody at Nintendo yeah. screaming about that right they now. They are. I mean, what, what the? Do you mean it yeah. was not going to be ready for Christmas? You know, yeah. and a whole team got well. Fired. Zelda's got yeah. delayed. Breath of the Wild's been delayed for two and a half well, I years. Think that's the reason why so, the system was delayed because if that's gonna be your launch game, yeah. you don't want to launch it at Christmas with no games yeah. for it. If that's gonna be like your yeah. big like, you don't want to say a Saturn could have vice versa though. Well, it's, I mean, since Ocarina of Time, Zelda games have been delayed years on end. Right. That just happens. That's why Majora's Mask exists. Right. Exists because there's like, like an in between game, so we're using not gonna have that other one ready for like four more yeah. years. So, yeah, yeah, we have 80% of the assets made. Let's just yeah. make a you know, they made their own homebrew basically, yeah. exactly. it but it's, it's a great it's a great game, don't get me yeah. wrong. Yeah. It's just that's we all know that's what they did, right? You know, they could have done that too. But you left out a really important point that blows my mind about the switch cartridges. That's true, they yeah. went back to cartridges. It's ca- that blows my mind because back in the day. It was the compression didn't exist. Right. You couldn't have the audio or the storage space, and they're easier to produce and cheaper right. to produce right. the discs. Yeah. And now I think that smaller circuit boards and USB drives and all those things are so rampant now that I think the production costs of those have come way, way down to the point sure. where they're not worried about That was probably one of the bigger factors for them, but... I mean, well, I think the biggest test was the 3DS because I think in the very yeah. beginning the th- they d- they did well with the 2DS. They didn't do as well with the the 
the with the two DI. What was it called? The DSI. DSI. Yeah. They didn't do as well with the DSI. Then the 3DS came out. It didn't sell well in the beginning, and then all of a sudden they were like they revamped everything and they came out with the XL yeah. and did all the stuff because the games became good. Right. I mean, look at yeah. the look at the Game Boy Advance and the D. I, I had a buddy that played RPGs in Super Nintendo and PS1 all growing up with me. Right. And when he went off to college. The only thing that he really played was his PS1 again. He like went back and played like a low level game of Final Fantasy VI on PS1 or SNES. Like he right. finished the game with level six characters. Right. Like it's like you're you're playing this again instead of buying like Resident Evil right. Three Nemesis or something like that. Yeah, he right. just did all those again, and so he missed the Game Boy Advance and the first DS and all that. And, and I was trying to explain to him, dude, you missed the Super Nintendo Two. Yeah. Right. I mean that that the G- GBA especially that was Amazing. the follow up console to the Super Nintendo. It just right. it just went to the handheld. Right. And the DS kind of followed the same thing. The the vein of it's almost like they can make some of the a lot of those games on a smaller budget. Right. So they take more risks, which is sure, what they yeah. used to do back in the day. Right. So you find these just amazing. They have this amazing uh for the DS the episode three side scrolling action adventure game. Uh, for episode three, Star Wars episode three oh, okay. is fantastic. It is really good, <laughs> but you're like, I wouldn't know for the GBA for the GBA. Yeah, it's yeah. like a beat 'em up. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. It's yeah, it's, it's a good, awesome. It's, a good it's really, really, really good. Uh, but like, you, you the reason why I bring up the the 3DS is the fact that like that was a system that they they in the beginning they were like, uh, and then they worked on it to get it to sell well. And I yeah. think they kind of just That's let what the. They're Pushing holiday right now. Because oh gosh, yeah. I was watching Raw. My kids aren't listening, like right? New, that's what they're yeah, doing. Yeah, <laughs> Th- that, yeah. That's what they were pushing hard. Like I was watching Raw, and they had a Nintendo commercial. I'm like, holy cow! A Nintendo commercial was a Sun Mario Moon game. I'm the... like, what? And it was like, oh yeah, the new Mario bundle. Yeah, where it's like this black kind of Marioed out uh, d- DS. The and then it came with the Mario game, and it was like a right. hundred bucks or something. Right. Well, I mean, th- I mean, the Vita is dead. Yeah. Right. I mean, it's it's dead. And Xbox has joked and teased about a portable console for years, but nothing's ever come from it other than test images and stuff. Yeah. So Nintendo's Got own, market, owned that yeah. market on it, and yet they're still putting a game out on iOS. Right. Yeah. And so it's is it just a monetization realization thing, or is it saying, you know, look, we can just continue to solidify our strength of the brand by putting out games on this and selling games on that too? Because they now, once again yeah. – have a stranglehold on the, on the mobile market again too. Besides sure. phones, obviously, but there's lots of kids that don't have phones, and so the DS sure. yeah. still sell. And I well, think that that'll be a selling point for the Switch too, because for yeah. me, one of the selling points is I have not had a handheld game device since I'm talking the brick Game Boy. <laughs> so like for me, it's like oh, I can actually get back into handheld gaming now because I can take this with me and play it on the fly, and then I can take it home and hook it up to my TV. And play it how I like to play it when I'm at home on the big screen TV, and it's like it gives me a lot of options as a gamer that I never had before because of it. But I think the entry point for prices, that and the games, because I'm not going to buy it just for Zelda. You got to give me three or four good titles to say, okay, I'm going to put this money down. Well, get the, them, no. Yeah. Well, the thing is also they they were pushing, um, which is really cool, that with Splatoon because Splatoon in Japan is huge. Like yeah. they have tournaments and world championships and like esports. Yeah. Well, they e-sports. have like there was a guy last year in Japan that made like 1.5 million just playing Splatoon. Like wow. I was like, oh, that's <laughs> crazy. And it, it's popular in America, but I mean they sold well in America, but it was more of like because in Japan they don't play Call of Duty, they don't play Titanfall, no, they, don't they don't play, play a lot of shooters. They don't there, play no. a lot of the shooters. So it was like Splatoon was the shooter. 
Splatoon was the shooter that people in Japan were playing, and mm-hmm. you know Xboxes don't sell overseas except for the UK. Yeah. Like so, it was like it was like that's why like the Vita market and and everything else in the handheld market and mobile market, Japan's been. Japan was doing like uh, iPhone stuff way before everyone else was doing, and yeah. it just wasn't called an iPhone. Uh, and they were doing like the MP3 and all that yeah. stuff. Like they Final were Fantasy IV, the after years came right. out on like Nokia mobile phones right. before yeah. the iPhone existed. They were already all over that, exactly. that market before. Yeah, and everyone like there's a the huge handheld gaming uh, market in you know in in the East. And think about it, for example, numbers wise, there's 60 plus million allegedly 60 plus million 3DS sold. There's yeah, only wow. like 14 million Wii yeah, U that's sold. A that's like that's yeah. a that's kind of scary. Like I feel like with the Switch, a how long does that battery life last outside of the dock? Yeah, you know, you gotta matter. wonder that too. It's gonna matter. You know, um, also one of the cool things now the one of the cool things I didn't even really think about was the fact that it has a kickstand, so it's like it's like you don't have to bring a television. It's like a portable yeah. TV as yeah. well. So that's kind of neat. So part of what they were going for, I think. Yeah, you know, if you can connect to a dedicated Wi-Fi, I mean, you, you can watch Netflix on the go on like a, you know, what I mean, like there's a lot of really cool moments. Also, it's kind of doing what Sony was trying to do with the Vita, where it was like you had MLB the show, and then you could transfer it over to your Vita mm-hmm. and you know and play anywhere. It was just too much of a lag and transition, and then and, and, and transferring your card to the cloud and back and forth. They tried that with Guacamelee. It was okay. What with Guacamelee, mm-hmm. they did that with Le- Rogue Legacy and all. They were trying a lot of different games or experimental, but it was never quite right. This is literally the machine is the handheld, so it's like you pop it in. Right. I wouldn't even call it a handheld. It's more like a hybrid device. It's not even really it's a more handheld. Like a tablet with a controller. Right. Yeah. Uh, and and I, I like the and I also like the the their pro controller. They finally moved the the analog stick down because that was a pain I had for the with the other classic controller was right. the analog was above the button. So right. when you're it just felt off. And, and right. when you're playing Smash, you want you want to have because the right. the GameCube controller has the bu- the C stick down below the buttons. Yeah. So when you're trying to play, I could never play Smash with the pro controller. <laughs> just threw me off. But I can play it with the, the gamepad for some reason. I don't know why. But uh, but yeah. So like it's interesting because. We all want it to do well. We we want the third party support. Imagine too, as well, like if you can play Call of Duty on the go, like that, and then you're able to connect to a dedicated Wi-Fi. You're not yeah. your house. Like that's going to change some things as well. People might, if they have a choice between, you know, should I get it for the for the the uh, Switch or should I get it for a 360? And I'm traveling on trains a lot. You know, that might be yeah. your decision mm-hmm. that you make. You can't play Pokemon Go anymore. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's it's just the it's just the ongoing console wars. Right. You know, there's still three big boys in the console market, and Nintendo's been in this funny gray area for like ten years. They always seem to be a step behind. Like you know, the, the, they were the last to get into the HD. They're it's the like last they're, to get it's to like the they're online. In the middle. It's like they're a step behind in some categories that are really important, and then they're a step ahead in other right. categories that are really important. Like their couch co-op is still the yeah. best. Like, like yeah, like the virtual console. You know, was way ahead of the right. PlayStation Plus and all of that stuff, where they put out old games. And I still think the Virtual Console isn't that library pretty a lot more robust than the. I mean, there's a pretty good one for PlayStation Network now, well as well. Right. But well, yeah, PlayStation Network has added PS2s to it now, yeah, which is really right. yeah. So that helps a lot too. But then Xbox hasn't done nearly squat. But then right. e- the thing that Xbox now doing the backwards compatibility. That's what I was gonna yeah. say like a lot of people look over the fact titles now. Right, a lot of people look over the fact that Xbox just said, "How about we don't stick it to you and just let you play your Pop old your games." Disc- yeah. And that's a catch twenty two because a lot of those people just 
don't have the they game to begin the, with. So they're like, well, but you can it, buy it for twenty bucks on the store, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. if they just make more of them available to purchase, right. they would just buy it. But I think a lot of those titles aren't available, right? Right, like like Rockstar, they sold. I think these, and I can allegedly we use that word a lot. I think they sold a million Red Dead Redemption recently when it got put back on yeah. uh, backwards compatible. A million digital copies on the Xbox One because yeah. it's backwards compatible. Like that, it is a really good game. But like yeah. they're doing it to kind of you know peak interest for the new game coming out next yeah. year or whatever and all that. I mean, it makes right. sense. Which it's been a lot of years. Right. It. It's been, hasn't it been like seven years yeah, or but something? The fact like that, that they sold one point whatever million digital, right. obviously it is digital, on on their you know their Xbox One backwards compatibility yeah. console store. Yeah. Sorry, that's a mouthful. Yeah. Where you can literally go and buy 360 yeah. games on your Xbox One digitally. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, wow, that's a lot. So people are still buying those. and Because they, they, just like the retro games, they probably they don't know still own it. Right. They yeah. they sold it or traded it in that's or whatever true. else. And point. now they're like, hey, I probably traded it in for, well, GameStop probably gave you like $3 for it. But hey, I probably traded it in in my head for 10 or 20 bucks. I'll rebuy it for 10 or 20 bucks. Right. Maybe. And I just want to experience that game again. But then those guys are just falling in the same cycle that the three of us would. Yeah. I, should I go play this new game here or should I go play Secret of Mana for like the eighth time? Or play uh, <laughs> what I'm doing. I'm, I'm going through and replaying the whole Mass Effect trilogy again. Oh, yeah. And it still holds up. It's yeah. still so oh, much God, fun. Yeah. I'm already like 20 hours in a Mass Effect 1. It's storytelling at that point. Yeah. It's storytelling. Yeah. It's I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm already 20 hours in a Mass Effect 1. Yeah. I'm like, oh my God, where did the time go? I mean, and I'm yeah. enjoying the hell out of it. But it's because it's good. It's, it's like, like a lot of people knock on it, but it's like Metal Gear Solid 4. You know, it's like a seventy-hour movie with a game kind of mixed into it. Right. But when I, whenever I beat a game like that, or when I beat like Final Fantasy X, which I did enjoy a lot for as far as like the modern Final Fantasies go, or, or stuff like that, or like it, when I beat that kind of game, I get I literally can just remember myself like falling to my knees and sobbing and going, "It's gonna be so long before I play another game that good again." Right, right. You How long is it gonna be before another before that comes along again? Because it was just such an awesome experience you know right it's about the the memories and how the game made you feel i remember the first time uh lunar uh and now you've Ooh, talked yeah. about the the sega cd uh mm-hmm. versions and all that stuff uh but i never got to play those but i, I remember picking it up i have the the same game three times the loading time three times the loading time <laughs> but i have yeah. both of the complete editions yeah. for the remaster for working designs yeah. they did a phenomenal job they're no longer in business but uh, I remember playing Lunar 1 for the very first time at the end and just bawling my eyes out. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my god, this is such a beautiful story. Yeah. And all these characters and the music and yeah. like the story. I spent like 50 hours into this game. And, <laughs> and then I have the soundtrack that I can listen to in my car on the drive to work. And I'm just yeah. like, I was so I invested. It was so great. Like, and, I, and I feel like games... A lot of games, I feel like with the the generations changed a lot. We have the YouTube generation where it's like, you know, you want them sure. two minute videos, you know, to get the point across. And I feel like some games, like with single player game, everything's multiplayer now, and the single player games right. are kind of like an afterthought. They're different experiences, they you know. I mean, there's a lot of games that have a single player campaign and multiplayer. Like some of some of those Call of Duties, they're not really my cup of tea, but some of them have good single player Black campaigns. Ops Two had a really good campaign. Yeah, yep. and so some of them do, but w- most of the time when they are trying to do both things, they only do one or the other well. Right. And so you either get a really good multiplayer experience, or you get, you a, get really a bad one like Black Flag, where like no one played the <laughs> multiplayer for Black Flag. Right, but all the other Assassin's, Bla- Creed. Assassin's Creed Black oh, Flag okay. had a multiplayer, but all, the, but all the other Assassin's Creeds, I could almost not play the single player. It's great, but I could almost not play it because I love that freaking adult hide and go seek so right. bad. You know, right. it's so awesome in the multiplayer for the other. Right. All the Especially, other ones. well, Assassin's Creed Three wasn't very good. But. 
that's another story for another time. But that's kind of <laughs> like when we were at Free Play Florida and Manic was talking about like how he was playing the Uncharted 4 multiplayer. And I'm like, what? Why? Multiplayer? Why? There's yeah. multiplayer in that? Yeah. What? Yeah, exactly. This, it's why? Kind of, it, why? The same conversation that was an afterthought, had, yeah. wasn't it? Right. There was like one guy in the back room for the last three or four months. He, he wrote that. They want, I think one of the main reasons some some companies add in a multiplayer element is they want to keep longevity. They don't people have to trade in the game, you know, yeah, and, that, and all that stuff. So, like, that's another reason. Maybe. But I just There's just a big – I mean, there's plenty of those games still out there. It's just there's so many games now that – Sometimes it's 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 really hard to play them all. First of all, right. And sometimes it's it's really easy to miss the diamonds in the rough. Sure. And that wasn't as that was a lot harder to do when there were ten percent of the games coming out. You know, multiply yeah. the amount and, of games coming and, out. And, and also sometimes you got to vote with your wallet too. Because I, I yeah. example is like Square Enix had no idea that people still wanted you know. Uh, that they wanted RPGs, you know, like uh, well, uh, well uh, like uh, Bravely Default. Oh, that yeah. sold really yeah. well, and they were like, "What? Three hundred, three hundred fifty, three hundred fifty thousand copies were sold in the U.S. Uh, like that, that that turned their head. They're like, people still want these type of games, right. you know. Uh, and so, like, it's it's interesting to kind of see, you know, the our generation still a we're older we have more expendable income we're buying games right. as well where if we have kids like you and i are you know our sons are very close in age uh and like we're teaching our kids with the you know the fundamentals that the original games were and they're becoming fans and, and all that yeah. stuff so it's it's just fascinating to kind of see the paradigm shift you know i mean we're our generation is you know making the games now so yeah. it's it's cool to see that, especially from like an indie development. I mean, Yacht Club yeah. Games is is people our age making games that loved uh, Ducktales and Metroid and and Mario Three, and they're yeah. making games Mega now. Man, yeah. So it's in Mega Man yeah. and all that. So it's it's fascinating to kind of see that, uh, and the way you make games, and also the cost of games. If you especially that second tier developer is pretty much falling out. It's usually like the AAA or the indie, indie de- yeah. developers now. But developers the indie that. ones are just. Just gen- I mean, I played this past summer. I played uh, Hyper Light Drift. Oh yes, uh, a friend of mine, Marcus Cleveland. I mean, give a big shout out to him. He's been on the show before. He's a fan of the show. Uh, I just downloaded it thanks to him. Uh, that and game that is game, amazing. Yeah, it's awesome. It's 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 like a soundtrack's link great to the too. Past. Yeah, soundtrack yeah. is amazing. But it's like playing almost a, a, a an old school Zelda game. It kind of reminds me of like it almost seems like a like a like a bird's eye view version of Strider almost a little bit. Okay. So it's yeah, kind of like, you know, uh, that in the gameplay style too. Yeah. yeah. It's a little bit faster paced than right. like a link to the past. Right. Yeah, for sure. So it's the, like a top, the gun isn't like, you're not relying on right. the gun constantly. Right. It's just like, there is like a, you know, like a bomb or a boomerang right. or an arrow. The soundtrack's good. There's been a big re, yeah. uh, re, especially with like shovel Knight, like that reemergence of chiptune soundtracks. People are oh, really yeah. getting and into I that stuff. That. I mean, I listen to it in the home, in the home arcade in the warehouse that we have too. I have a jukebox in there and there's like two whole pages of like Anamanaguchi and chiptune stuff. Like, the, the Symphony of the Night soundtrack nice. and the yeah. Final Fantasy That's piano awesome. collections and stuff. Oh, and yeah. I mean, I eat I eat that stuff so up because at the end of the day, people like Nobuo Matsu, they're they're composers, and that's right. I mean, really good music right. above and beyond anything else. It's just really good music too. Right. And sometimes that makes the game too. It does. Music can really bring a lot to it. Yeah, it's part of. Imagine how crappy movies would be without music. You yeah, know, I mean, true. Star Wars is great, but imagine how crappy some of that parts of that movie would be without. It'd be John so Williams slow scoring. and like this dead air. Would, yeah, yeah, and it would there be like it would be, it would be missing emotion. It would right. be missing some of you know the right. tense scenes or the emotional right. scenes or the action. Well, scenes. imagine that scene where Luke is staring at the twin sons and he's just standing there, you know, just walking, walking, standing there, looking right. up, 
This is all just like within you know, putting his hand up, looking at the suns, just sitting there standing. Right, just looking. It's no like sounds. when you see test footage of like them fighting, right? And it's just them swinging yeah. swords at each other, and like, oh, that's kind of cool. But then you put it to, you're like, oh, yeah, it does that a lot too. It's true. It's true. Yeah. And games are the same thing. It's like that old. It's that old argument: are games art? And anybody that says they're not doesn't understand and has never played a really. They have art directors on it. It's not even that though. It's then a movie isn't art. Right, because yeah. it's a collection of visuals and sound and emotions and right. character-driven things. It's just in the game, you can control things that happen or sometimes the outcome. That's the only difference. The definition, I would always say, is art should make you feel something. So, like, that's, yeah. that's you know, does it make you feel? Yeah. Then it's art, you know? Yeah, so sure. That's, you know. But if you could get anybody that says, you know, it's not art to sit through, you know, a good old or Squeenix RPG or something. Or go through Journey. I mean, that's a great game yeah. to show people that the new generation. Like, my wife, like, she likes the, like, the 3D, 2D platforming, like, puzzle platformers. And uh, I was like, I showed her Journey, and she's like, this was only took two hours, but it was an amazing experience. Right. I'll never forget this experience. Like, right. stuff like that. So sometimes it's cool to show people these little, little bite-sized experiences as well that you can get through. And then now she's blown away by, like, she just went through and um, played The Witness, and she yeah. 95%ed it. Like, cool. That's cool. It's crazy. It's a hard right. game. It's a yeah. hard game to play. And where, would, and where would we be, would those games even exist without Seventh Guest? Right. Or, yeah. or, or the old Lighthouse and Shivers and Sierra games and stuff, mm-hmm. and the yeah. point and clicks. And, and it's like and stuff like that. Yeah, that's yeah. When, when I make the reference to like the Sega CD and stuff, and it's like yeah. we know that the execution was – it was the best they could kind of do at the time, you know. But it's it's poor in retrospect. But right. you know, there was a lot of really cool ideas and pioneers and people wanting to do cool stuff that became. It doesn't mean they need to make a high def remake of you know Night Trap, which would be freaking awesome. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I also know that it failed on Kickstarter last year when they tried to do that. You yeah. know? Really? Yes. Yeah. Because when because when people don't necessarily want to play Night Trap again when they can just go play Night Trap. Yeah, they'd rather have someone make a journey or a witness or a, right. or a something like that, a new game that's a different experience. Right. You know, people making the the point and clicks. You know, making new LucasArts style point and clicks. And there's some really, you know, Deponia games and Star Mazer guys and all that. Like they're yeah. making some cool freaking games. They are. Man. And you know, you look at another big hit, Stardew Valley, which is like a yeah. spiritual successor to Harvest Moon, and like all these people are making these just amazing <laughs> spiritual successor to Farmville, or I guess right. Harvest Moon would be first, yeah. then Farmville. Yeah. <laughs> but it's just it's cool just to see like all these people are like our age now are making games and they're they're you know they're they're doing these little love letters to the, you know games. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I I we mentioned earlier Axiom Verge. It's nailed the feeling because that was the thing about Super Metroid is there was a like an ambiance to that game that cre- creepy yeah. creepiness to it. Yeah, the music like when you're would in get Norfair weird. Or something yeah, like that. it'd be yeah. weird, and then you see like these like dead bodies on the ground and all yeah. this, like, or what you it, think are. It yeah. You don't really know that. They right, are, but right, right, right. Your brain goes, man, that kind of looks like a dead, dead guy. Bo- hey, does this look like a dead guy? There's dead guys. In yeah. This level, you know? yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And then and then the you know t- was it Thomas Hoplin or Howland or whatever the guy who created uh, Axiom Verge like you know he did everything the music and the art direction and coded it. Did the whole thing himself, and yeah. you know, and labor it, of love. Undertale, under, you know, Undertale is fantastic. Like it's, you know, I mean, there's a lot of great people out love. there. But it's funny because a lot of those kind of indie games are extremely parallel to like the old Nintendo games. Right. You know, it's like one guy or like four guys, you know, or gals. You know, there's it's made by a very small team. Look at Super Meat Boy. That was another yeah. another yeah. great game that blew up. That was like, you know, hey, let's yeah. make this awesome. That was like at that beginning of that indie like. 
crazy resurgence, right. you know, where like they went, look, you you can take, you know, you know, let's call them crummy graphics, but I love them like eight bit or sixteen bit graphics, and you can polish them up with really cool like particle effects and shadows and other stuff, and right. make them look re- like Hyperlight Drifter, make right. them look really neat and detailed without making them really high resolution. And I just I eat that crap up, you know. Yeah, I, I love like it. Finding of Isaac. All those games are just right. fantastic. And right. And uh, but anyways, we could talk all night about these games because obviously we love these games. But uh, Buck, thank you so much for coming on the Happy Hour, Johnny and Deuce again, and bringing these awesome boxes and and it being an amazing spot. Yeah, time, guys. Retro Game Treasure once again. What is it? How people? How can people find you guys? RetroGameTreasure.com. You want to get some of your childhood back? Get some old games, real games. The real stuff, no fluff, no junk, no toys, just real games. That That's what we do. <laughs> well, and, and I'll tell you what, like I said again, guys, they're artisanal craft boxes. They go from your list, and they go for what you want, and also you can put your library in there so you're not getting duplicate stuff you've already got. I mean, we can't say enough about them. But also, when you go to check out, go to the promo code box, put in a happy hour, you get $2 mm-hmm. off. And guys, Christmas is right around the corner. I think it's like a week away when you hear this. So if you're one of those last-minute shoppers and you've got somebody on your list that's a retro game fan, there's nothing easier than to buy a subscription form for Retro Game Treasure. And trust me, they're going to love it. Yeah, we sell gift cards, too. You can can buy them a gift card and then tell them, what's this? I just bought you a monthly subscription to Retro Video Games. Yeah, That's cool. I love you, Uncle Steve. Yeah, that's actually really cool to buy the, the gift card and stuff. Great idea. There you go. So definitely go in there and give them some love and tell them happy hour with Johnny Deucent. And also, sure. if you have questions, you can always send you. What's your email? Oh, over at Retro ga- yep. Games at RetroGameTreasure.com. And also, you can email us at HHPodcastShow.com. No. At Gmail. It, yeah. You can also email us. You can also email us at hhpodcastshow at gmail.com and put in the subject line. Ask, ask the, the buck. buck. Send him your questions. Yeah, send him your questions because yep. he'll be back in again Fun. sooner than the last time yeah. he was here. Yeah. We'll uh, figure it out. Yeah, we're 2016 was a weird year for everybody. Yeah, It yeah, was. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, by David Bowie and, and the list goes on. Why yeah. do you remind me? That still hurts. Yeah, yeah, it does. Somebody so. mentioned Tim Curry being at Megacon last year. My brother was like, please live that long. I'm like, don't even <laughs> say that. I'm just scared for John Williams because he just got announced that he's composing episode eight, and I'm like, he's 85 years old. I'm like, come on, get through. No. Just get through the composing he's, of episode he, eight. He won't get the nine, probably. He's just like Nintendo with the handhelds. Right. They got like 10 years worth in the coffers already. Probably. <laughs> yeah. It's he's true. He's probably got stuff like written that's like, it's going to be like Prince's Vault, like where they right. open it, and he's got like 90 albums in there exactly. that like they never yeah. even Well, that's why they it. released like episode one. They have a dual album that came out, but they have enough material for even the prequels and uh, the, uh, They'll be okay. Yeah, they have enough material. And John also. Williams' kids will be okay, and his grandkids will be okay. And his great-grandkids. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's sorry. <laughs> but anyways, so Deuce, how do people find us on the internet? You can find us at facebook.com forward slash happy hour podcast. Also, you can hit us up on the Twitter machine at show and send us your emails to show at gmail.com. And of course, when you're on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags. Hashtag happy hour podcast. podcast. Hashtag HH podcast show. And hashtag deuces on the loose. Later. See ya.